Hey, it's Outside the Box, questioning basic assumptions. Today's topic is no military. In a previous Outside the Box, I talked about the wish, or maybe it's only a dream, of the U.S. being a true peacemaker rather than taking sides, promoting force, and using military weapons to resolve conflicts. When a country has a lot of weapons and troops, it's likely to use them, whether it's effective and helpful or not. Military overthrows of civilian governments are common around the world. There have been six in Africa since 2020. Military leaders have attempted to wield undue influence in many governments as well. This country has never faced a military takeover, but our military has been very active worldwide. It uses its threat of firepower in Korea, the South China Sea, the Indian Ocean, in South and Central America, well, basically around the world, as long as it's considered cop to the world and the benefit of that position is preserving U.S. interests, it will likely not even reduce, let alone give up, its military. There are some countries with no military, up to 38 total, depending on who you ask. In the no military category are Tuvalu, Micronesia, Marshall Islands, Liechtenstein, and Grenada. When the U.S. invaded Grenada in 1983, it was hardly a fair fight. Those whose forces are limited and not considered a real military include Costa Rica, Panama, Iceland, and Mauritius. A few countries have less than 1,000 troops, including Haiti with only 150, Antigua and Barbados in the Caribbean, the Seychelles in the Indian Ocean, Gambia, and Luxembourg, with just 900 military personnel, hardly a force able to defend a nation from attack. In general, those with essentially no military force are either Pacific Ocean islands, small Central American countries, or Caribbean islands, or very small European countries, both in size and population. All of these do have police forces or other forms of protection, such as the Coast Guard. They may patrol the borders of the country, oversee immigration, and address internal disasters. How come they don't have a military force? Many, though not all, have treaties or agreements with a much larger nation for aid and defense, if, if ever attacked. The larger country could be Great Britain, Australia, France, or the U.S., for example. Several are territories of a larger nation, like Puerto Rico. A few belong to federations of island nations that provide mutual protection. Some of these nations just never formed a military when they were established. A few actively demilitarized. What would our world look like with no militaries in any nation? Countries could have national service programs that are used strictly for disaster relief and initiatives such as tree planting and massive home insulation projects. Of course, there would need to be a tremendous shift 
in how to resolve conflicts, giving up me-first attitudes, and establishing trusting relationships among countries, relationships that do not generally exist now. Think of what the U.S. economy and society could do with the $886 billion, its military, which is its military budget for 2024, if that were not spent on armed forces, foreign bases, and weapons production and donations to other governments. And this amount does not include hundreds of billions in interest on the national debt caused by past military spending or nuclear weapons research and production. So, who among us might want to move to Tuvalu, or Iceland, or Costa Rica as a new home? A great place to raise kids? A quiet and relaxing retirement home? Would the U.S. be better off if it didn't have a huge military? Why or why not? What would be different? I'm Larry Danzinger, wishing we spent little or nothing for a military which would leave a lot more money for basic needs.